The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. There's several things that I feel the Lord is doing with us here as a church. That um, I saw come to pass on this trip, and I think many times as I was standing there, I was actually overwhelmed because I could see basically what the Lord had promised us happening right in front of my eyes. And uh, you know, when you see that happening, you know you're standing in divine purpose, divine destiny. And that's the cry of our heart for every single one of you. Let's pray. Father, let every ear be anointed and every heart receptive, receive all that you have this day. Thank you for your precious people. Thank you for this tribe of people that you brought together from every kindred, every tongue, as we've come together with one purpose, to see this great harvest of souls come in and to usher in the return of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let every ear be anointed to hear now and every heart receptive receive this word that we bring we pray a supernatural blessing upon every single one of them and those that are watching by way of television. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Hallelujah. When you look at what's happening in the nations at this time, you could see there's an upheaval. How many will, with the uplifted hand, say, Pastor, it looks like a total upheaval is taking place. Now, when that takes place, people allow fear to come their way and, because there's a lot of unknowns. If you remember, when we left six weeks ago, they were planning to bring the mosques back in September. Remember that? And by the middle of October, we were supposed to be locked down again. How many remember that? Well, how many know it failed? Because none of that took place. So there's a lot of things that you'll see on the major news networks and things that are coming out on a daily basis that are actually designed to instill fear into your hearts. But how many know nothing Absolutely nothing of what they said happened. It didn't take place. And it actually failed. Even from the side that would normally accept those things, they stood up and said no. And as we traveled through the nations, many of the leaders said to us, we're living in uncertain times. But they were not oblivious to what the plan of the devil was. And when I spoke to them, 
I can tell you, we will find the clips of me in each nation telling the people, Botswana, you must take your country back. Zambia, you must take your country back. Uh, uh, Uganda, you must take your country back. The place would stand. It would be like a roar of Niagara, like the water as the crowds stood as one and said yes. It was like they were just waiting for a minister to say that. And that shocked me because I didn't think I would get that response. But when I began to talk about the threats that were coming against their nations, and I said, it's time that you all stood up and you said, enough is enough. No, you're not having my country. The place erupted. There was an eruption that took place. People were shouting and screaming. So I knew that the people were responding to the word of the Lord, even in some of the places that I never expected them to respond that way. Some of the preachers were more laid back, and some of the government leaders didn't know what to do. But the people, the people stood. And why that blessed me so much is because the word of God declares, my sheep know my voice, and the voice of a stranger will not follow. And so as many came to us and said, we watched the stand. They knew who every one of our team was. They watched the stand on a nightly basis, and they said, this is our lifeline, which I thought by now, maybe, come on. They said, we still watch the stand. <laughs> they, they, they even watched the stand to see the reports that I sent in while I was in Africa. They saw the reports, and they would come to me and say, we saw the report that you told the church. So people are watching, you know. And uh, it was amazing. I want to read to you from the book of Haggai because we're talking about nations being shaken. Whole nations. Of course, America is being shaken in this hour. How I many realize you can see everything that can be shaken is being shaken? But we are the ones that are on a firm foundation because our life is built on the rock, and his name is Jesus. So in verse 6 of chapter 2 of the book of Haggai, he says, For thus said the Lord of hosts, Yet once a little while I will shake the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and the dry land, I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come in, and I'll fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. So God's doing that and about to do that in even a greater way. And I believe you will see that accelerate the remaining months of this year, and then in 2024 shall be the greatest display of that. When I saw that right now over 1,350 young people want to come to River University. They just don't have the visa. Some of them don't have the travel method to come, but they would give anything. So imagine just adding another 1,350 people here that have come to study, not to stay in America, but to carry the fire back. Can you imagine the shaking that will take place as people full of the Holy Ghost go back into their nation, go back to their people and begin to speak. There's a rippling effect that takes place. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace and prosperity. So I know that on the one side, everybody's looking at this whole Middle Eastern conflict as the end. 
This is the beginning of Armageddon, and it's the wrap-up of everything. But in my spirit, as I've been praying, the Lord said to me, remember, I spoke to you about the next number of years. And what did I tell you, son? I said, Lord, you said to me, the end is not yet. He said, then don't be phased one little bit by anything that you see. Because the end is not yet. Because there are upheavals. And there are wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, pestilence, all of these things. And if anything, as you've heard me tell you before, that this is the beginning of sorrows. But this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world, then the end will come. So what God does is he raises up a group of men and women that carry this fire you're fire carriers. Amen. You're a fire carrier. Even though a couple look like you're on a slow burn here today. <laughs> but you're fire carriers. And then when God sends you, the moment your feet touch the ground, which is what we saw, there was a shaking that took place. There was a shaking that began to take place. There was an upheaval that began to take place. When you walk into countries and they say to you, whatever land you would like, you just have to ask us and we'll give you land. My mind is like racing and overwhelming. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't say, oh yeah, I'd love land, please, or whatever. I never said a word. I said, we'll pray about it. And then in other situations, people would say, we need this. Do you know anybody that can supply this? And I saw that when we went into Kenya because Kenya had a shortage of food and we were able to secure 500 tons of food and we took it into and gave it to the government for the people. And they told me, you will not know how many poor people that this food will help in the next three months till our harvest comes. So, so suddenly, you know, all the stuff we talk about, how we will go in and influence nations, suddenly here we were doing it by accident. It wasn't even something that if you'd have told me six months ago, you'll go to Kenya, you'll give away 500 tons of food. That never even crossed my mind. That just happened. When we were in Malawi, they said to us, we have no, we have no fertilizer. Now, Uganda is going to bring scientists down to test the soil to get the right fertilizer, and then we buying fertilizer, and we bring fertilizer into the nation of Malawi. So somebody said, well, how can you do that? Well, this is all part of the shaking because every leader then said to me, this opportunity is open. If you'd like that, that would be great. You can help us with this over here. If you know a solution to this problem, we, would, we need help here with this. We need help. And I'm meeting everything I've been talking about, kingdom business, how God's going to raise up people, and they're going to be millionaires and billionaires. It's, it's all on paper. It's just there. We just have to walk through the door. And so now we have to get the mind of God and pray about what do we do first? Where do we go first? What's the first thing that we do? Because 10 countries brings about 40 different opportunities. Plus.
And they don't really care. It's not like that they're looking for you to do everything. They actually said, look, whatever we have here, you can share in it. You can, if you can bring the solution, listen to me, if you can bring the solution, you can share in this. So it wasn't like they expected us to just come in and do something and there wouldn't be any return. They said, look, if you come and bring the solution, we'll, whatever we have in our country, it's the desire in the, in the amplified. In the ampli- is this amplified? Yeah. It says, yeah. The, the latter glory, yeah, let me go here. I will shake all nations. The design, the precious things of all nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory. So suddenly, when you begin to see this happening, and even next year, as heads of government have to come, they've got to come to America. They all come to New York for the meetings, you know, at the place where they shouldn't go, which is called the un the UN, I call them, in Africa, I call them the unholy, the unrighteous, and the ungodly. Yeah, I just said, the unrighteous, the unholy, the ungodly. But they said, when we come to go to the un, we're going to come to Tampa. So what you're going to see is people coming through here, and many come will be bringing, they will be bringing things with them because you don't come empty-handed. The opportunities alone for graduates from the River University to go back to a nation and to take over a whole responsibility of evangelizing a nation. Two of the major kings of a nation came and sat with me at breakfast and they were friends, the two kings of friends. They're from the north. And they said, both of our kingdoms are fighting each other. But they said, we love each other and we're working to bring solution to our kingdom. And I, they said, can you help us? I said, yes. I said, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to send an evangelist into your nation. So the kings looked at me and said, if you will send the evangelists, we will roll out the carpet for them to preach. We will help you. We'll give you the property of where they can preach. And I said... I need to have that happen so we can go through every part of your kingdom. And if you will look after them, I will send in the most fiery evangelists that can come and preach and have revival. They were so excited about it. I said, that's where we're going to start first. The first thing is going to be the gospel. We cannot come in just with business. We can't just come in with government because then the system's just the same. But we're going to send people in carrying the fire. They were so excited about it, and they want to know when. When? They wanted to book dates. I mean, we actually have to pray. The opportunities are humongous right now. I mean, coming back on the plane, we were sitting in the plane just weeping, crying. And I couldn't even speak. There were times, I mean, you, you know, even this morning, I was trying to tell everybody what the Lord was doing. And I actually, fortunately, have held myself pretty much together here. But I was a total wreck even this morning, just thinking back to what the Lord has done. And to see the favor that God has given. And that they said, whoever you sent to us from R&Bi, we will roll out the red carpet for, and we need the gospel in our kingdom, please. I mean, there's one place, they have a million refugees, and they said, please, if you can send people in to come minister to these refugees, because we opened our kingdom to the refugees, but they don't know the gospel. We've got to get the gospel. I said, don't worry. We're raising up an army of men and women. They're going to be coming in here carrying the fire of God. So, 
And when, when you understand that, when you send in the gospel, the gospel is the thing that brings the shaking. Somebody said, yeah, but why is the whole of America shaking? It's the gospel that's causing the shaking to take place. Somebody said, I don't understand it. I mean, there's a total upheaval. Yeah, it's because hell is so frantic. Hell is trying everything it can do to stop what God is doing and about to do. Hell doesn't, un- hell, hell is overreacting. You understand what I'm saying? It's overreacting. And so that's the shaking that will take place. And I'm, the only reason I'm not telling you these regions right now, because I don't want to spill, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I want to get teams in there. I mean, I want to get people in there to go smack the thing up the side of the head. It'll be reeling and shaking under the mighty hand of God. I mean, they said to me, what, whatever property you want. I said, well, I'm not looking for property right now. But whatever property you want, we'll give you property on the Nile. I said, does it have crocodile? Because I've got some people I can send there. I'm just teasing, just teasing. Some of the uns, some of the ungodly, the unrighteous. So literally, when we landed, we felt the shaking take place. And the craziest thing is that the Lord put us in that aircraft that actually caused amazing favor. Had we come in on anything else, it wouldn't even had, they wouldn't even pay attention. When we rolled in there, people were standing there. We were the biggest aircraft to land in that part of Kenya, they never had. And then they said, your plane was prophetic to come in here because we believing that this will become a major airport. And you were the first aircraft of that size to land in Eldoret in Kenya. And, and you came in here, man of God, and this is prophetic. And we believe in God that it's going to become a major airport just like in Nairobi. Who knew? I didn't. I thought it might have an adverse reaction, but it didn't. A shaking was taking place. We felt that. We felt the shaking taking place. Even in the shortest times, even in three days, because I still said, Lord, man, you know, I like to be longer than three days. And he said, look, just take the message I give you and slam it. Just slam it. So I, that's what I did. I mean, we slammed it up one side and down the other. I mean, if it could be said, it was said, I did not choose my words lightly. Are you with me? I did not hold back. It didn't matter what protocol was looking in front of me. I had everybody staring at me. I didn't care. I was just there to deliver a message. I said, I leave town in another day or two, so I don't really care. I've come to deliver the word of the Lord to you. God is not finished with your nation, number one. The Lord loves you dearly. He has not forgotten you. And God's calling your nation back. And God's going to shake your whole nation with a mighty revival that's going to shake in every realm from the littlest child to the oldest saint. And it's going to bring about transformation.
The glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former house. We've talked about this at length, that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Well, how does that happen if it's not people that are carriers of this glory? The glory of the Lord doesn't just move out there. Somebody said, oh, I I just saw the glory of the Lord just come in. The glory of the Lord comes in a vessel. Under the old covenant, there was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And they would see the cloud of God. Under the new covenant, that cloud has come to live on the inside of individuals. And so the glory of the Lord and the covering of of the earth and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea is by this mighty army of people that God is raising up in this final hour to carry this anointing. That's why we keep telling you, you are anointing carriers. You are keepers of the eternal flame of heaven. Somebody said, Pastor, I'm up against. You should have been with us for six weeks and see what we were up against. We were were up against it. Because while God was giving us total favor on this side, all hell was breaking loose on the other side. But we just said, no, we know what the mandate is. We're not changing anything. We're going to stick to our guns. We're not sorry. When I arrived in One Nation and they took me to the presidential palace and they gave me a list of things that I was to talk to the president about, like, Mr. President, and I'm gonna speak to him about this, speak to him about this, speak to him about this. The president walked in the door and the moment he saw me, he came straight over to me and hugged me. He said, I watch you on television. Then he sat down and of course the first lady, she hugged me and I said, Mr. President, they have given me a sheet of paper of things that I'm supposed to talk to you about. And I said, Mr. President, I don't want to talk to you about any of these things. This is a waste of my time. And I crumbled it up and put it down. I said, I've come to talk to you uh, what Jesus told me to speak to you about. And this man, actually is a full-time minister, was the head of a major denomination in his country, and God called him to run for president. And he looked at me, and of course, the power of God hit him, tears in his eyes, you know, and, and his wife, and, and we just began to talk. We were supposed to be in there maybe seven, eight minutes. The protocol had left us in there, and they left, and we just went on for about 40 minutes. I mean, we were having a party. We were having revival. The, the president was so happy. He said, you don't know how this encouraged me today. He said, because I didn't know what I was getting myself in for. He said, they blocked me. Everything I want to do in my country, they blocked me. He said, the people I don't want to see, they keep bringing to me. And the people I want to see, they won't let me get to them. 
And he said, I said, don't back off. I said, the hand of God's on you. When God called you as a young man, now I'm starting to prophesy. When God called you as a young man into the ministry and you were faithful and then you became head of a major denomination here, but you felt the call of God because you saw the needs of your people and they heard the cry of your people and God has raised you up for this hour and God has not forgotten your nation. Do not back down. Be bold and be strong for the Lord is with you and I'm just prophesying over him. I just went off in tongues. Then he started speaking in tongues. His wife started speaking in tongues. And we were having a Holy Ghost time in the presidential, like, a, like the Oval Office of their country. And thank God all the protocols weren't even there. They couldn't even stop me because I wasn't going to listen to a word they said. They'd already told me what I could say, what I couldn't say. And I said, I don't speak what you tell me to speak. I speak what heaven tells me to speak. And I'm here to deliver the word of the Lord. And then I found out that that president was supposed to fly to New York. And he said, I held my flight till tomorrow just so that I could meet with you. And then he said to me, my son introduced, you to, introduced me to your ministry. My son has been watching you for years. He was a teenager. He's now, what, 32 years of age. He said, my son. And so we're busy talking. And then the door opens. In comes the son. In comes the wife. In comes the children, all the grandbabies. Now we've, we're having a big family reunion. We're praying. Everybody's like weeping. I mean, they're having to hold each other up because the power of God's coming down. And I thought, Lord, don't knock everybody out. If they come in here, security, they'll think I've done something to the president. Please, Jesus, you know, don't let anything go wrong here. But the, 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 they want to send their family to, to River University. I said, I give you scholarships to the university. They were so excited. These, these are kids of, of, of the grandkids of the president are coming to university here. I'm telling you, listen to me. The next three years, I prophesied this right now. The next three years, this shaking that's already taken place, this shaking that's already happened, it, you, we will feel it even begin to increase here in the next three months. And 2024 shall be the results of that which has been prophesied of old. And we will see it happen. And it's going to happen on a monthly basis. And there are going to be things that are going to shock you. It's going to astound you. You're going to say, how is this possible? If you think what God has done up to now has been huge, if you just go back the last three and a half years, what's about to happen the next three years will eclipse anything that we've ever seen. This is the start of it. I'm telling you right now, and every one of you are part of what God is doing in this hour. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Just lift those hands and begin to thank the Lord. Oh, yes. Every single one of you, a part. A part of what the Spirit of God is doing. At the same time, God has not forgotten America. I don't care what they're planning. I don't care how many illegals have crossed our border. I don't care how many sleeper cells they have. Let me tell you, God will wake up those sleeper cells into the kingdom of heaven, and the thing will flip on them. It's going to flip. It will all flip. 
the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, and he's going to reign forever and ever. He wants the church to stand tall. He wants the church to be strong. He doesn't want the church to be full of fear. He doesn't want the church to be full of timidity. He doesn't want the church to draw back. He wants the church to be bold. He wants... He wants his governmental people to be bold. He wants the people in business to be bold. He wants his preachers to be bold. He wants his people to shine, 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 to shine. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if people ask you, how are you doing today? I'm shining. That's what I'm doing. I'm shining. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here's something the Lord said to me. Tell the people, don't underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. Even what you're doing here, as a matter of course, so many people came up to me, said, I'm in the ministry today because of what happened 30 years ago, 35 years ago. I'm traveling today because of what happened. You did this. And things that I would never have even known had I not gone and stood there. And now when you hear what they're doing, they're shaking whole regions. There's stuff happening from stuff that we thought were just by the by. You know, we went there, maybe we didn't see the results. We just saw on 10 countries. We were there, we, we, we got it in the neck. I mean, they threw the book at us and we were treated as scum, but yet fruit came out of that. So even now, what you're doing, don't write it off and say, oh, I'm like, you know, so small. What am I actually doing? I mean, really, am I doing anything for the kingdom? Because sometimes when you try to look at what other people are doing, you think, well, I need to get saved. You know, you always, you feel that way, especially when you get around what God is doing. But let me tell you, be encouraged this day at River Church. Even the smaller things, even the small things that are done in the kingdom of God will have eternal ramifications, and you will see it take place, and it's happening right in front of your eyes. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house, and in this place, I'm going to give peace and prosperity. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I was talking to pastor, you know, about, because we were talking about yesterday, there was the ring of fire eclipse. I know we probably didn't see it too much here in Florida, but in Texas and on the West Coast, they got to see it. There was even uh, video footage of the, the, the sun shining through the trees. It was leaving circles on the ground, you know. So we were talking about, you know, the signs and the heavens and just what's taking place. But they were talking to me about the whole Jesus movement that took place in the 70s. The whole Jesus movement took place because everybody believed it was the end and Jesus was coming very soon. And that message was just amplified all over California and it sparked an awakening amongst the young people. So everybody was coming, giving up everything. People were actually living in communes and they were called the Jesus people. They would just go around. They didn't want to work. They're just going to hang out, and we're just going to be together, and Jesus is coming. And that started the Jesus movement, really from a group of people that really thought Jesus was coming, like, 
in the end of the year, like Jesus was coming in 1980, you know, or 1977. Jesus, he will be back in 77 or 78. So everybody was like, they were all speaking on the coming of the Lord. And you could see that happening again. People are questioning many things. You could see the upheaval in the nations. And he is coming. There's no question about it. So we're not the ones that say the Lord is delaying his coming. We feel that. And I, be, I begin to pray while I was on the, uh, on the trip. I said, Lord, this thing can go south quickly. I mean, we might not even get back home. You know? And the Lord just said to me, listen, this has been this way. There's been upheavals for a long, long time, son. He said, don't focus what I'm doing on what's happening in the world. The world will be shaken. There'll be other things that will happen. He said, stay focused. Keep your eyes on me. Keep doing exactly what I tell you to do, and I will be with you. And tell the church the exact same thing. Tell the church the exact same thing. We're just going to get up and keep doing exactly what God tells us to do. Regardless of what happens. I mean, they could call us tomorrow and tell us that California had an earthquake and it went out and was gone. It's gone into the ocean. And Arizona is now beach property. I'm just using a stupid example, but let me just say this. I, why I say that? Because people think it's actually going to happen. But, so let me just say this. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. We're not stopping what we're doing because there's some situation happening on the planet. We don't do what God's called us to do based on what governments do. Are you with me? We don't do what God's called us to do based on laws that governments pass. For example, if they suddenly made it illegal for us to meet, how many know we're going to be meeting? Whatever the law that they make, contrary to the Scripture, we will break. Hello. Whatever law they pass against the Scripture, against the Word of God, we will break it on purpose. Somebody said, why? Because we are rebels against the devil. We are holy rebels. Are you with me? Somebody said, well, they passed this law where it's now legal for... I don't care. It's contrary to the Scripture. Sorry. We're not afraid. One of the things that was amazing, we were just in um, Uganda... And the pastor there, God's opened the door for him. He went to Israel and met with 300 Chinese pastors that came and met with him. And they, I don't know how many, I think 10,000 Chinese churches have now come under his covering. So I had all these Chinese pastors sitting there. And uh, the joy of the Lord hit him. And the Chinese pastor came to me. He said, I thought you were Chinese. He said, because I've got all your books in Chinese. And he said... You have a Chinese name, because they back in the 90s, they gave me a Chinese name, which I probably butchered, but Halokto. It's, it's like the 
proclaimer of the joy gospel. That's what they call me in Chinese. So he said, I thought you were Chinese. He said, I came here. I thought I was going to meet a Chinese man. And I realized you're not Chinese. But I read all your books in Chinese. And he said, we pray for the fire. And he said, I'm so honored to be here today to meet you. And I said, hey, I need you to raise up Chinese pastors so we could send them throughout Africa and we could plant Chinese churches in what China's trying to do in Africa as they try to colonize Africa. Let's flip this thing around. And they all were cheering and excited that they're going to raise up Chinese pastors and send them to Africa as missionaries. Can you say amen? Come on. I tell you, it doesn't matter what the devil's doing. Friday was supposed to be National Jihad Day. I thought about it. We landed. We had a parade in the street on National Jihad Day. <laughs> we come here. We, everybody says, get out of the cities. They're going to go jihad. Really? Really? You're not doing it around here. I got news for you. The fire of God will come upon you. The Holy Ghost is going to shake you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to flip a little differently than what you think. We are not living in fear. Do not allow the fear of the world to come into your heart. The wicked flee where no man is even chasing, but the righteous are bold as a lion, and God is raising up bold men and women full of the anointing, full of the fire of the Holy Ghost. And America's going to be shaken. It doesn't matter what the White House says. what Congress says. People ask me, oh, we don't have a speaker. Gag me with a spoon. The ones we've had have been useless anyway. How many needed to hear this today? And I can't emphasize this. I can't overemphasize this to you. Somebody said, yeah, but pastor, I don't, I don't carry a dimension of the glory of God that other people do. It doesn't matter. You still carry a dimension of the glory of God. We have this treasure. Everybody say, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And there were days that I didn't really feel like, I mean, on the tour, you're tired, sleeping four hours, five hours, and you've got to get in there again and go minister, you know, but I just placed a demand on the Holy Ghost and got up in the natural, I never felt a thing, didn't feel anything. And when you've been preaching for 12 hours and you haven't even been to the restroom, I had to keep the platform because if I left, they would have taken over and taken the service in another direction. So I wasn't going to give up the post. <laughs> are you with me? I know some of them are thinking that any moment now he's going to have a song and go to the restroom. I thought I ain't leaving the post. 
I'm preaching here today. I'm a preacher. I'm going to slam this thing up the side of the head. I'll preach five, five messages, one after the other. They just didn't know it. And then you watched the fire of God begin to come right through, and you saw the power of God begin to fall. The shaking. This next week's going to be a shaking everywhere you go in the city of Tampa. Hallelujah. Say this with me. God's not finished with America. Say the Lord loves America. He loves the American people. He has not forgotten us. So the Lord sent us here as missionaries. We, we, we felt that even in a greater way than ever before. And then the fact that when we first came, the Lord said, as Joseph went to Egypt to feed his people in the time of famine, so I'm sending you to America, you're going to feed your people in the time of famine. And yeah, I'm standing going, we're actually feeding our people at the time of the famine. But if we went back 35 years ago and you told us that, we would have said impossible. There's no ways, not in 100 years, we'll never be able to do it ever. And even with the media, because you know, how many know we don't talk to the media? Every place I arrived, there was like five, ten microphones of every national news media. And I thought, okay, here we go. They pulled Google, they've got everything on me, they're gonna trash me. Nothing, not one thing of trash. I was like, they came and said, now you've come to our country, what is your main message? And then when I told them, and they all just, this is so wonderful, so where are the meetings gonna be held? And then they look at the camera and say, well you hear this is so-and-so reporting for NBC, whatever they, no stadium was, I mean, the station was, and you must make the meetings. Don't miss out on these meetings. I thought, wow. Trashed by the media in America, and the red carpet rolled out for the media in Africa. Like, I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. I kept waiting, okay, they're going to drop it any moment now. They're going to turn this thing on. Nothing. Nothing. I even tried to bring up something. I did. I said, you know, I was the first pastor in America to get arrested in 150 years. And then they looked at me, thank you. They said, thank you. This is the media thanking me. Thank you so much. When you made a stand, that sent a message to us to make a stand. We sat in the northern part of Botswana as the paramount chief basically was reading out a whole thing. I want to thank Dr. Rodney for making a stand during the COVID mess, that because of your stand, it spoke to us as Africans not to bow our knee. And I'm sitting there, I started to cry. I started to weep. I, God had to bring me to a northern part, a remote part in the northern part of Botswana, where nobody goes, for them to thank us.
And you know what? I did not know when I walked through that door, when they arrested me, I didn't know the shaking that it would cause back there. It, it shook all the way back through there. People would come shake my hand and said, because you wouldn't bow, we wouldn't bow. There are multitudes of people said, we never got back. We never took one thing. We never took one thing. We never took one thing. That's why I'm telling you right now, what you're doing has greater ramifications than what you can ever imagine. And some of which you'll only find out five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because I'm only finding out some of these things 35, 40 years later. Somebody said, Pastor, I don't want to wait that long. Yeah, but remember, you've got the whole of eternity, so people are going to actually come up to you in eternity and grab your hand and say, you won't, you won't, maybe you won't believe this right now, but I'm here today because of what you did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift those hands and just thank the Lord and just let him, let the Lord encourage you right now. Let the Lord just wrap his arms around every single one of you. That's it right now. He's just flooding this field right now. He's flooding this field right now. He's wrapping his arms around you right now. You're not insignificant. Somebody said, Pastor, the devil has rung me and put me through the ringer. Well, it's going to flip on him right now. You're going to ring him and put him through the ringer. He'll rue the day that he ever touched you, touched your family, touched anything that you ever did. Because God is raising you up. He's getting you ready. He's equipping you. He's strengthening you. Filling you with his oil right now.
This field is being flooded with living water. Faithfulness, patience, persistence. And every day getting up and doing the same thing. Don't change. Don't veer. Don't be pulled away by the enemy. Do not be distracted by the lies of hell. Many storms you will come through if you just stay focused. When you look again, the storm would have blown over and great shall be the victory. Just keep pressing through. It'll be victory after victory, after victory, after victory. Yes, it's been battle after battle after battle. You think the devil's just going to allow whole nations to be shaken and we're going to get a free run up the side as though you wouldn't face anybody blocking you on the field? When a player in the NFL plays, he has to run up a field where there's people that are there to block him. He doesn't run outside of the field and get a free run up the side and nobody touch him. It's blow after blow, but it's the ones that prevail that cut through like a knife cutting through butter. And God will cause you to prevail because you are persistent. You're patient, you're persistent, you're consistent, but you stay the course. You stay the course. We will never bow, we'll never compromise. And we never will take a short cut. We will never bow. We will never compromise. And we'll never take short cuts. Whatever the road is, that's the path we'll travel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me wrap this message up here with this today, and then I'll give you an opportunity to give your tithe and offering to the Lord. Let me just say this. As the glory of God is released, so the provision is released. Say this after me. As the glory of God is released, so the provision is released. Say it again. 
the greater the glory, the greater the persecution, but the greater the provision. The greater the glory, the greater the persecution, and the greater the provision. The Lord said to me, what, I've, what you've just seen in America, you, you're going to see happening now. I mean, in Africa, you're going to see happening here in America. You're going to see taking place. And just so you know, what just took place in Africa, we didn't try to make happen. It was something God dropped in our spirit, and we walked through the door. And the same thing will happen for you. You just walk through the door. And when you walk through the door, you'll know we are standing in divine destiny. We're here on divine purpose, divine plan. This is divine destiny. And we'll see the hand of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So this, this next week and the remainder of the month is going to be supernatural provision on every side. Can you say amen? amen? How many would say with the uplifted hand, Pastor, the last six weeks I've seen some supernatural things happen in the area of provision. We'll get ready for the remaining two weeks of this month. We're going to close out October. is the greatest month of October that we've ever had. On every, front, on every side, on every front. Can you say amen? amen. We'll share more during the conference about the... Uh, the plan and all that's happening, of course, I've got to find out. <laughs> I've been disconnected for about six weeks, but we'll see. We're going to see what the Lord does. And I know now why we're doing all of this, because I already know what's coming. Are you with me? In actual fact, what we're about to do is too small compared to what's coming. Because even when we do that, we're going to go, we don't have enough room because it's big, folks. It is really big. It's overwhelming. And that's why God's multiplying you and increasing you. So I'm going to just pray, and then you ask the Lord what he'd have you do, and then we'll give you opportunity to sow your tithe and offering today and rejoice. And, of course, we don't close till we've had communion, so the service is not over. But this is very important. I felt the Lord say to focus on this message here today. If I went any other way, I would start preaching the conference, and I can't do that. So that's why I'm glad I'm away for a week, and then I can just start next Sunday on the whole breakthrough. But I had to really fight not to go there this morning. I think I've dabbled a little bit in. I put my feet a bit in where I shouldn't probably have put my feet in, but it's going to blow people's minds what's happening. Can you say amen? So, Father, we just thank you for your people today as we give of our tithe and offering to you. Thank you. We give back to you what you've entrusted to us. Thank you that you are God of the increase and you multiply the seed that's even sown here today. Thank you, Lord, that you go before us. You make the crooked path straight. Thank you for this next week of the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20, 21. Lord, right through this next week will be supernatural days. 
Monday will be a supernatural day. Tuesday will be a supernatural day. Wednesday will be a supernatural day. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then next Sunday, we'll come here together and celebrate your goodness along with the others that are coming in from all walks of life and from many different countries and regions just to receive a touch from heaven. So, Father, even as we make preparation for that this next week, even as we roll out the red carpet for people that are coming, once again, we reflect back on what you've done near the past six weeks. Thank you, Lord. All this could not have been done without your hand. It was your hand that enabled us to do this. It was your hand that accelerated us and allowed us to do this. And Lord, even because we took a step of faith, it has now sparked faith in other ministers to begin to do some radical things. As we already begin to hear the repercussions just of what others are planning to do now based on what we just did the past six weeks. And so even your people that are being stirred here today, that Lord, you have them on the cutting edge, that out of this group shall be the 300 multi-millionaires and even billionaires that you're raising up that shall see your hand and an acceleration take place of supernatural provision on every side. So we decree this even now. Lord, whatever hindrances that there have been, move them out of the way. Whatever things that have stood in the way to block their path, move them out of the way. And the only way it can be moved is with a shaking. So shake whatever can be shaken so that these obstacles can be moved out of the way so that your people can come through. And we thank you for it and we give you praise. I pray that blessing upon your people now, property and lands that will come into their hands supernaturally, houses and vehicles, transportation, whatever is needed, there shall be no lack. And I pray that multiplication upon them now in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And we thank you. We give you all the glory, all the praise. You are our supply. You are our source. And you are the way maker. Hallelujah. And we're putting our faith out this week for very big things. Now, how would you respond if the thing you were believing God for was met? It shall be, it shall be according to the word of the Lord. It shall be, it shall be according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Father, wreck every plan of the enemy, even now trying to embroil America into a major war. We break it. Father, let no one circumvent that which you have already planned. So whatever needs to be done to pull the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots, 
that would cause havoc within America. Lord, there are more than 50 righteous, and they stand here on this field. And we declare and decree even now the hand of the Lord upon America for good and not for evil, that the tide is being turned, wreak havoc in the camp of the wicked this next week, pull the wheels off of Pharaoh's chariots, whatever the enemy was planning over the life of your people, let it be neutralized even now. In Jesus' name, they shall run, they shall not be afraid, they shall not live in fear, but they shall be bold, and we thank you for it. In the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, we decree it now and declare it now. And everyone said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want the ushers to just hand out the offering envelopes, do what the Lord tells you to do today, and be a part together with us in what the Lord is doing. If you're watching online or you're watching by television, follow the Lord in your giving today. All of the online river members, which let me just say this, we're going to do, we're going to do something special. God spoke to me about the online members because I didn't realize how many we actually had. But there's huge amounts of people that call themselves a part of the river. And so we're going to be doing something for that, uh, to that, amen, building a whole department just for online river church members. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Who's going to be here tonight as my wife ministers? Join her. We'll, we'll do the service inside so we can fit everybody in based on their responsive hands. Amen. And a great job to the team of all the meetings that took place. Everybody did a great job. Just phenomenal. <laughs> Praise God. Please watch my news program. I explained a lot of what's going on. Nothing really changes anything. Even if the sun fell out of the sky, it wouldn't change one thing. Amen. <laughs> we do exactly what the Lord tells us to do. The devil must have a nightmare. We shoot everything at these people. They just keep going. That's what the Word will allow you to do. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And just so you know, thank you for the greeting. I wish we had the video of the greeting when you guys met us on, on Friday, wow. like I've never received a welcome. The streets were lined. Awesome. What you don't realize, you were all wearing those 300 jerseys. People were running from the mall. They thought the Tampa Lightning had come home and they were coming over to see the Tampa Lightning. <laughs> they were running from the mall because they saw all these blue jerseys. And it was, there was lightning all right, but there was a different lightning. Um, Apparently, we have a Uganda update because we played the update from last week. 
Let's roll the Uganda update so you can at least see that while you're giving. Roll that, please, Uganda update. Everybody in Kampala must hear. Everyone in Kampala must hear about Jesus. She said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw men unto God's moving in Uganda. There's a mighty army of men and women that God has raised up. And they're right here in Kampala. God uses everyday people. God looks for people that he can use to bring deliverance. God is looking for people that he can show himself strong in their behalf. When you speak, you will not speak dead words. Words shall bring life. Hallelujah! And people say, I see Jesus in your eyes. I hear Jesus in your voice. I feel Jesus in your tongue. Put some fire in your mouth. Put some fire in your hands. He will use you in a powerful way. Kampala will be saved. Uganda will be saved. closed out the service. I said, we Ganda. I said, you Ganda, but we Ganda. We Ganda have to leave. <laughs> we Ganda have to leave you now. You Ganda have to stay here, but we Ganda have to leave. Amen. Put up the pictures of the warm welcome that we got when we arrived. Overwhelmed. We'd been welcomed in every country, but you guys took the cake. We did. That's why I said, stop the vehicle, I'm getting out. No, Pastor, it's National Jihadist Day. I'm getting out. You can see why they thought the Tampa Lightning were there, huh? Look at the lines. 
people running, chasing me down the street. <laughs> Let me tell you, the pilots and, and the whole crew, they were like totally shocked because in each place, all the protocols and the red carpet laid out and they just like were looking at me like, because when we first went, they wondered what was going on. And then when they saw all that was taking place and they just, they just said, we've never flown a group like this before. We've never been a part of anything like this before. I mean, they were so really touched. It was pretty amazing. Amen. Everybody ready to give? Say hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead and receive the offering. Oh, I haven't heard this in a while. Come, money, and multiply to a lovely shade of green. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, so I could soak and seed to reach the greatest harvest of souls the church has ever seen. Oh, come, money, come now, money. Flap, flapping of the raven's wings, bringing in silver, the gold, and everything. The windows of heaven's gonna pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should believe. It may look like sometimes the Lord is stretching you over the limit. But I want you to listen to what I'm saying Cause this is not a gimmick You've come too far to back off now And I bring you good news When you're sowing seeds to bring a harvest of souls There's no way you're gonna lose Oh, come money Come now money I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings Bring the silver, the gold, and everything the windows of heaven is going to pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should believe. There's more than enough provision to fulfill my vision. I'm on my way to a breakthrough when I made this decision. I'm going to so see no matter what. Cause I know this is right I'm seeking ways that I make it Every day and night Oh, come money Come now money I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings Bringing silver, the gold, and everything The windows of heaven is gonna pour you out A blessing that you won't have room to receive And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should believe. Now you got to have the wherewithal to get the jobs done. But you're limited to how much you can do if you are short on funds. Now I may give with all righteous money. Watch me and you'll see that I'm not out there looking for money. Money's out looking for me. Oh, come money. Come now, money. I hear the 
flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings. Bringing it silver, the gold, and everything. The windows of heaven's gonna pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should believe. The flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings Bring the silver, the gold, and everything The windows of heaven's gonna pour you out A blessing that you won't have room to receive And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls Such as should believe Oh, come money Come now money I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings Bring the silver, the gold, and everything the windows of heaven's gonna pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should believe. Oh, come, money. Come now, money. I hear the flap, flap, flapping of the raven's wings, bringing silver, the gold, and everything. The windows of heaven's gonna pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And the kingdom of God will be flooded with souls such as should be believed. Has everyone, everyone, if you would stand right now, please just stand. We do a little different, just close your eyes. One of the things that I felt as I stood in each of these nations, and if you remember the 12 hours of prayer as we prayed the first one two months ago over each country, and then, of course, the 12 hours of prayer that we did while I was away. If you remember, during each nation, as we prayed, I would start to weep. And I felt that at the time of the call. I feel the same for America that I felt for each country. As I began to speak, I knew I was not just talking to a group of people, I was actually talking to a nation. And here we are in America speaking to a nation. And you that are watching in your homes by way of television. Before we go to communion this morning, and that's another thing, we carried communion with us everywhere we went, that every week, I would have communion with the team. We would do communion together. Not one was sick. Through the course of every nation, we couldn't, everyone ran a specific task. We couldn't afford one to be sick. And the Lord sustained us all. Through all the water, all of the food, through everything God carried us. So while heads are bowed across this place, if God is speaking to you, and maybe you've come today, a friend brought you, you've never given your life to Jesus, what would you do if today was your last day on the earth? Maybe it's the first time in a church like this and you say, Pastor, I, I found myself in a strange place. Yeah, you in a strange place full of people that love Jesus with all their heart. And you hear the amount of souls that are coming into the kingdom. 
Because this is what the church does, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. For the most part, many churches do not even do any of this, let alone even give an altar call on a Sunday. It's the majority of our souls that come in are not on Sunday morning. It's during the, during the day, during the week. But maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you and for you. What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You went home, put your head on your pillow in the middle of the night. You breathed out your last breath. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And today, would you surrender your life afresh to say, yes, Lord, I surrender my life. I'm going to follow Jesus today. Maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I allowed the things of the world to come in. I lost my first love. I lost the joy, the peace that I once had. There was a time when I had a total peace, but now I find myself in unrest. But today I want to surrender my life afresh. Maybe it's something hidden that no one can see. It's something you personally struggle with. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, hidden things. It could be a number of other things I didn't even mention. But today you want it gone from your life. Maybe it's something outward that everyone knows about. And unfortunately, the people that know you and associate with you use that against you to keep you in a place of guilt and condemnation because of what they're doing in their own life. But today the Lord says, I'm going to remove all of that. I remove every stain, I'm going to remove sin, I'm going to remove guilt and shame from your life. That shame that you've been carrying is going to be removed from your life. You're going to have no shame. Maybe you hear today, you say, man, I was doing great, and then storms hit me and hit my life. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job, something happened that rocked my world took my breath away, but today I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. God is a God of a second chance and a new beginning. Would you surrender to him afresh? And then lastly, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil constantly tells me that I'm not saved, but today I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you quickly. Put your hand up right now. Say, pray for me. Right at the back. Another hand over there. Another hand over there. Quickly, another hand over there. Another hand over there. Another hand over there. Another hand over there. Slip it up high. All across this field, quickly. Just slip it up high and say, yes, Lord. Yes. I see hands going up. I see hands going up right now. Yes, God is calling here. Once you've raised it, you've been put it down. I want you to look at me on this side of the pavilion. If you did not raise your hand but want to be included in the prayer, we're going to pray right now. Quickly, slip that hand up high and say, include me. Anybody in that sector, just slip it up high and say, yes, that's me. Anybody else? In Jesus' name, today's your day. This middle section, you didn't raise hand but want to be included. Put your hand up right now and say, include me. Slip it up high and say, yes, that's me. Don't forget me. Don't leave me out. Thank you. This section here, raise up high. 
Thank you. I want every person to raise your hand. I want you to step out of your seat and to come down here right now. We're going to pray together. Come. Come. Come now. He calls you. He calls you. He calls you now. Come stand right here. Today's your day of freedom and liberty. Come. To follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. But give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Now, River Church. When you, when you see this, then you realize what God's called everybody to do is to rescue people. The Bible says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which is lost, to rescue people from a lost eternity. I want you to look at me if you're standing here right now. We're going to pray one prayer, one prayer if it's all. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. You that are watching my television, you can pray together with me right now. Just close your eyes. Raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this off to me right now. Believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your words, if I confess... With my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, I come to you right now. I confess Jesus 
is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in the heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now let me pray over you. Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day, not one will be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray. I break every blockage, every hindrance, every curse of witchcraft that's come against the life. I break it now and I send it back to its point of origin. From this very moment, they will never, ever, ever be the same. And Lord, you are going to use them to impact their friends, their family, their neighbors, and everyone they come into contact with the remainder of their days. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Now, we have a gift for every one of you. If at the end, too, you can give them each a script and show them how to pray with their friends so they can already be activated, because that's what I've been doing at every altar call. So the Lord told me, activate everybody at every altar call for the harvest. So if you'll turn this way, follow Pastor Mark, Pastor Jason right over there. Just go through for a few minutes. God bless you. Come on, people. Give the Lord praise. Come on and give him praise. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.